too off this morning. <laughs> I had to restart it. So, but I'm happy to be on here. And I mean, anytime that I make it and I get up early and we get this started, you know, good morning. It's morning. Yes. I mean, I made that for something else, but I was like, huh, I can still use it because I like that. So how is everybody doing early in this morning? Um, it is a, it, it seems like it's a little weird morning, but I'm really happy this morning because I got up, was able to do everything that I needed to do, which I um, started a new morning routine, which I'll probably get into on my Instagram or TikTok. Follow me. I forgot to put my TikTok up there. It's be your own kind. I need to put that up there. You write that down now. Eh, I'm live. Let's see. It's early. Let's see. At TikTok. If I don't write it down, it will not happen at all. At all. Um, if you're on YouTube and you're watching this now or later, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Um, hit the thumbs up and notification so that you can keep up with everything. Be your own kind. Also, you can go to www.beyourownkind to just keep up with the latest things that are going on with it, joining the newsletter, blah, 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 and such. Um, today, um, I uh, it's not much going on, but the same thing. And we talked about kind of like the um, the hottest topics that, that I came across. Um, I did see something about Jeezy and um, his wife, but I don't know. I don't know if that was newsworthy to really talk about. You know, um, it was a rumor gone rogue and... You know, now she cleared it up. So I guess that's the end of it, right? <laughs> but anywho, um, today I just wanted to get into um, a couple of things with you guys. And then we could just go about our day. So you know what? Well, let's get into the first subject. So the first subject, I came across this um, this story. Wait a minute. This is weird. But anyway, I came across this story. Ah, what's going on? Did they get rid of my Chrome? They did get rid of my Chrome. The nerve. Okay, well, we'll just use the whole screen then. Because they got rid of my Chrome. Unless this is just not on Chrome. Let me see. Let me stop sharing and share again. And let's see what's on. I don't think I use Edge, though. No, I don't. Huh. That's weird. I was doing something different. But anyway, so um, this uh, this article is from GH, oops, GBH News. Um, I found this fascinating because a medical a medical ethicist says removing unvaccinated patient from heart transplant list was sound policy. So what exactly is sound policy? I have no idea, but we know we're going to Google it and look that up. I'm um, I'm assuming. Um, this was common sense or it was the right practice. Um, so it says sound policy. But sound policy can translate into bad, bad politics. Okay, we're looking for the actual. So basically, it's a, if a structure part of someone's mind is sound and is in good condition. Basically, this is a good decision. That's basically what it means. I thought it was something profound, but it literally is sound the definition of sound policy so anywho let's move forward um 
So a 31-year-old patient at Brigham and Williams Hospital was removed from, from a heart transplant waiting list due to a policy that requires people on organ transplant waste, waste, wait lists to have received the COVID-19 vaccine and several other CDC-recommended vaccines. Our Kaplan, the director there, um, joined Bicycle Public Radio to discuss why vaccine policies for transplant can I read today? Transplant patients follow best practices in medicine. Um, Anti-vaccine advocates have been calling the hospital's decision discriminatory against unvaccinated people, but Kaplan explained that the de decision to refuse tra transplants to unvaccinated patients is typical in the field. So now we have another divide. We have another divide. So now Let's add another divide, the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. Now, we know that this has been going on for a while. Like, you can't go to certain restaurants. Um, in a minute, I feel like you won't be able to tra travel to certain places if you're not vaccinated. They're really serious about um, you getting vaccinated so that you won't be um, as severely sick. I mean, you still can't contract. You know, I don't think we can say it's on um, uh, YouTube, but you still can contract, you know, the corona. But... Um, it won't be as severe, you know, um, but you, you're still contagious and everything. The only thing I think so far that the vaccination does is just lessen your symptoms and uh, lessen the chances of you dying, which I don't want to downplay that. That is that is very important. But I feel like we're doing the vaccinated and vaccinated thing. What happened to HIPAA laws? That was a question I want to ask because there was a time where you didn't have to disclose that. Like, remember the flu shot? I know we don't talk about that anymore, but if you got a flu shot, you got it. And if you didn't, you didn't. And the flu shot is just as contagious. Excuse me, people can die from that. And I I, I know it's weird to compare the, the uh, to compare Corona with um, the, flu, the flu, but I mean, it, it seems to me like, I'm not a medic in the medical field, but it seems to me like it's just a real severe case of the flu, which can cause you to die. Just like pneumonia. I don't think pneumonia is contagious, though. But my whole point is, when has a restaurant ever came to you and said, did you get your flu shot or not? You know, now it's, are you vaccinated or not? And it's like, what happened to HIPAA laws, like where you didn't have to disclose that kind of information? I always wondered about that. Leave your, um, your uh, comments if you can answer that for me. Like, do you think that that's just weird that we have to like disclose that, you know, because it's technically our medical history, right? So I don't know, that's just how I feel about that. Um, so hopefully I can read better. Uh, let's see, here it goes. Because hearts available for transplant, transplants are scarce and people often die while on the waiting list, medical providers prioritize patients who have a high chance of survival. Ferguson, this is the guy who was denied the transplant. Um, he has two children and he has a third one on the way. Is relatively young and thus would otherwise be a promising candidate. So he's healthy. Um, however, he has not received the vaccine. So Kaplan explained that after receiving transplants, patients must take drugs that suppress their immune system so the body accepts the new organ. This, type, this makes any type of infection, whether it be the flu, um, corona, or something else, far more dangerous, which is why hospitals often require patients to have a range of vaccinations. In a statement reported by the CBS Boston Brigham and women defended the decision. Like many other transplant programs in the U.S., 
the corona vaccine is one of the several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates um, in the Mass General Brigham system in order to create both the best chance for a successful operation and also the patient survival after transplantation. So their thing is they're just trying to not waste an organ. So they would give Ferguson this, um, this new heart and because his immune system is low, his chances of contracting um, any virus looks like if he's not properly vaccinated um, can pretty much cause him to die. You know, even though he's healthy, it's just, it, I think, the chance of infection. So th this is their explanation. So um, they went they went further to say um, this isn't biased against the unvaccinated. It's sound medical policy. Um endorsed by the Infectious Disease Society of America, American Society of Transplantation. He said, get vaccinated before you hit the list. The, that ups your odds. That ups your odds. So was this a requirement or was this suggested? So let's go back to what they said. Like many other transplants, it's one of the several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required. Okay, so if it was a requirement, I can understand why he was denied because, I mean, even though it's an unfavorable and unpopular decision, you have to follow the rules. You know, if you are, if you want this transplant, like with anything, you have to follow the rules. Me, I bug against rules a lot. I'm working on that. But um, when it comes to like life or death, like in the instance of a heart transplant, um, if they said to him, because I don't really know what was said to him, if they said to him that you had to be vaccinated in order to get the heart transplant, and he didn't, then that that would fall on him. But if he was never communicated to him that it was a requirement, then I kind of side out of the hospital. You know, that's that's kind of what that's my two cents on that. So um, I'm intrigued. So I'm going to keep going. Um, after Kaplan's appearance, uh, Boston Public Radio took calls from listeners on the topic, including uh, from Tyler in Boston, who was a 34 year old who received a heart transplant in December 2019. Now, mind you, that's prior to the pandemic. Um, this, this, particular story, this particular story really hits close to me. The infectious disease doctors that come in and they tell you everything that you need to take a shot of, and it is a lot of shots, which they explained earlier. If Mr. Ferguson is willing to get all of these other shots, all other vaccines, and he's refusing to get this vaccine, I don't think this should be a story. And he said, I was blessed and I was fortunate and every day is special for me. There are a lot of other people that are right behind him that would be blessed and they would be happy to be in this um, decision. Then there was another um, caller, Anne in Trueberry, who used to work with transplant patients. Um, and she said, this story really shouldn't even be a story. There are tight regulations about who get these organs because they are so rare. He's going to let them open his chest and put a stranger's heart in it. And all that goes into that. And yet he won't take the, the vaccination. Um, then Sue put in her two cents and said, um, Corona has put a completely different spin on this. These patients are so completely immunocompromised immu immu after they get the heart. I have already seen lung transplants come back. I have seen heart transplant transplants come back with the virus. So the whole point is they don't want to waste an organ. They will give it to the next person that's willing to take all the vaccinations, that's willing to do what it takes. So what are your thoughts on it? I mean, 
like I, I pretty much I don't want to repeat myself, but what I'm saying is if this is a requirement to to live longer, you know, why not take the vaccination? But then you have that, you know, that thing sitting on your shoulder if you don't believe in something that you stand behind it. So here's the thing: when we stand behind our decisions, even if we're going against the grain, stand behind your decisions. You know, um, I recently, um, like yesterday, recently um, went through something like that where. I was presented with requirements and I had questions about the requirements. So here's the thing. If I want to be a part of something, I should, you know, um, willfully follow the requirements. Although I feel like you do have like the wiggle room to, you know, you should have the wiggle room to ask questions and for clarity. But the whole thing is, if you are agreeing to a system for a result, um, you probably should be open to that. So um, just like Ferguson, I wasn't open to it. And I kind of like, no, I didn't kind of, I, I erratically responded. I didn't stop, like do all my little tools, stop, think about it. Wait a minute. I didn't do that at all, at all. So um, needless to say, <laughs> I'm not a part of that program anymore. And it's, and it's okay because um, it wasn't conducive to my mental health because I was going against the grain and something inside of me was rebelling against it. And I don't want to be a rebellion because I'm not really confrontational at all. So the fact that I was feeling confrontational and feeling, you know, um, like constricted, you know, that wasn't good for my mental health, nor is it good for the other people because they don't want to hear that or deal with that. So um, unfortunately, I think that um I don't know what happened, but I'm here. Matter of fact, I'm not on Chrome. That is why Microsoft Edge is popping up. Okay. I know to make sure that I'm on the right browser next time. So anyway, um, I don't know if you heard anything I said, but basically what I was saying is when you're in when you're in something um, and you have requirements, it's just best for you to follow those requirements, basically. So in this case, um, he was required to do something. He chose not to do it. So he didn't get the results that he was looking for. So it comes to a point of being accountable. You know, it comes to a point of, you know, um, just, you know, I hope that he does get the, you know, get vaccinated so that he has a better chance, you know, at a quality life. But on the other hand, he still has that right to not do that thing. So what are your thoughts? I'm really interested in your thoughts on this subject. Um, and so we're just going to move on and hope that my computer is feeling it this morning. It don't look like it. <laughs> All right. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is Miss Mary. Now, I love Mary J. Blige. 
I love, love, love Mary J. Blatch. Like, um, I love her transparency. Like, she's always been transparent in her art and just as a person. Like, my life and share my world, that was like her diary. I think I'm going to listen to those two albums today. You know, like, um, that was my diary. Like, for real. Like, and, like, Be Happy is one of my favorite songs of her because the first first couple of sentences how can I love somebody else if I don't love myself enough to let go you know what I'm saying and I thought that that was just so profound as a teenager but when I get older I understand it you know more and I appreciate it better you know what I'm saying so um this is a L this is from Yahoo actually and it says Mary J Blige says she had to pay herself the highest compliments in order to get her confidence back so I, I picked this because I am currently reading, which is sitting conveniently next to me. I'm currently reading um, "Make the World Your Runway" by Ly uh, by Lyris Cross, um, and it's it's basically about confidence or whatever. So um, I like to read things to try to build up on things, especially when I feel like I need to work on that area. So I'm reading the book. I've had the book for a while, and it was just sitting right next to me. You know, I was praying about some things, and I looked over, and I'm like, oh, I have this book. So I started reading it, and it's about confidence. So I thought, like, when I came across the story, like, oh, that aligns with what I'm doing. So, okay, let's talk about it. So um, the Family Affair singer who will perform in the Super Bowl, I didn't even know she was performing in the Super Bowl. How good is that? So she says, um, if you've ever, if you've been beat down mentally by someone, you're never pretty enough. She explained of her relationship with her husband. She says, you're never smart enough. Nothing's ever good. Glyja admitted that during that point in her life, she was feeling so low that she had to find a strategy to feel good again. Let's get into it. Have you ever been in a situation where, you know, uh, that you that you were in a relationship and in a situation where it was never no compliment, never no encouragement. You, you're just never feeling good enough. And then when you get out of that, yes, you you know it is strength for getting out of that situation, but you still leave that situation bruised. And now you're at that point where you have to build yourself up. So that's basically um, what she was saying. She said, "I had to pay myself the highest compliments, even if I didn't believe it, just so I can build myself up." Um, she said, I would do it in the morning because that's the time when your hair is not done. You don't have on makeup. You're just kind of dealing with yourself for real. Now, her daily morning affirmations include telling herself, good morning, gorgeous. I love you. I got you. I need you. And those things are important. Um, I uh, talked to a life coach a long time ago, and she was talking about mirror talk. like, And that is a good practice. Well, I do actually talk to myself in the mirror, but when I started the mirror talk, I was just kind of like, you know, what am I supposed to say? I couldn't think of anything nice to say. I couldn't think of anything. First of all, you're facing yourself. And now when you do that mirror talk, you're kind of holding yourself accountable for yourself, which is important because if you don't hold yourself accountable, um, I don't think anyone else can can successfully do that because it's you, right? Um, you, you are the master of, I can't think of that, the master of your fate. I believe that's what that is. So, um, I love that she, um, and then she said the negative thought life, life creates a bad day. If you don't get a hold of what you're thinking, everything you do is going to be what you're thinking. I want to repeat what she says. The negative thought life creates a bad day because if you don't get a hold to what you are thinking, everything you do is going to be what you're thinking. I thought that was so profound. She says, so every single day, every second of the day, we are fighting our thought. 
but I'm going to try my hardest to not lie to myself about anything because when we lie to ourselves, that's a form of insanity. You just can't do it. You've got to teach the other side that you can't win. And I thought that that was a perfect, perfect quote. Like it's so perfectly said. I don't even have anything to add to that, but she's right. You know, she's right. You know, um, I saw online, like, let me look it up. How many thoughts that we have a day? Um, let me see. Um, how many thoughts do we have per day? And um, I want to make sure I got it right. We have more than 6,000 thoughts a day. And I read somewhere that about, what, what, what was the average? I believe it was a very high average, maybe like 70% of those thoughts are self-defeating. So out of 6,000 thoughts every day, only a small percentage are actually productive. And those thoughts include what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, you know, when you're at work and when you're in certain situations. It includes all of those things, but it also includes those self-defeating thoughts. And um, I read a long time ago that those self-defeating thoughts are a high percentage. So we literally have to be um, mindful and, co and, and cognizant of the thoughts that we let entertain us and not let them take over, you know, let them take over our brain. So I thought I thought that that was just like a really cool fact when I first found that out. And I'm just like, wow, wow, 6,000 thoughts a day. Like I knew my mind was running, um, but I did not know it was sprinting. So <laughs> and the fact that most of them, they, they just fall to the wayside, their cognitive distortions, their fears. They're whatever, you know, defeated thoughts or, you know, obsessive thoughts about things that don't really matter anymore or at all or have ever never mattered. You know what I'm saying? So um, I love the fact that Mary said that because it's like you have to combat those thoughts that don't serve you anymore. You have to do that. And so in order to stay positive, you have to say, hey, look, negativity, you're not going to win today. You know, you're, you know, no, this, this is not real. This is, um, this is not conducive to where I'm going. So you have to be intentional with your thoughts. And what I love about this is you can choose what to think about. You don't have to stick to the thinking, thinking, um, that I believe that Mary J, um, uh, referred to. You don't have to do that. Like you don't. And the fact that you have a choice to like eliminate thoughts that don't matter anymore. I think that that's just super dope, super dope. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a great fact. So um, she did a interview um, on Taraji's Facebook Watch. Has anybody watched Taraji's Facebook Watch show? I have never watched it, and it's called Peace of Mind. So last night for the first time, I watched Taraji's, um, let's get out of this. I watched Taraji's uh, show, and let me get to it. This is more of the L. Yeah, if if you want to, come on, Mary, you got to do it. If you want to get more into her article about confidence, I do suggest that you go to Elle and read it. I read it yesterday, and it was just so Mary bad. First of all, I think Mary, like, in her 50s, she bad. She bad. I think she she could be late 40s, early 50s. Um, and so, anyway, so she's she's endured a lot. She's endured a lot. So that's why I'm like, if, if you're not going to take any advice, make sure you, you pay attention to Auntie Mary because Auntie Mary says it. So in the beginning of this, um, she says a conversation with Blige somehow feels more unguarded than anguished. Oh, wait. A few weeks about the, the what did she say? Re reinvention. Wait a minute. She openly, uh, she speaks openly of her dark years of strife and insecurity. Reinvention, she says, has been her coping mechanism for escaping hell. 
reinventing. You're not like getting rid of you, but you're reinventing a higher level of you, you know, a more self-actualized you, so to speak. You know, and she says it's not just the hairstyles and the clothing and the skin. It's how I reinvent myself through trials and perseverance. Oh, my God. It's how I reinvent myself through trials and perseverance. Am I going to quit? No. I'm going to go to the next level. It's painful to go to the next level because change is hard. But people see see me come out and they think it's just her skin or her hair. No, it's her. It's me. I'm really choosing to be a better and stronger person. She said, I won't give hair. I won't say hair gave me strength. I say I give my hair strength. Whatever I'm wearing, I'm able to have the strength to carry it now, which I was not able to have in the last layer of my life. Hair is beautiful, but I can't carry with confidence if I'm not confident because then I just be a weave or it'll just be blonde hair or my natural hair. So she says when you step out of the door and you are supposed to make whatever you got on your hair, your nails, your clothes, you're supposed to make that happen. You know, you're supposed to have the confidence. The clothes are not supposed to give you the confidence. You give confidence to the clothes. And I love that perspective. I love that perspective. You know, um, I had a um, an interview with um, Christy Love, who is a motivational speaker. And she says, sometimes you step out that door, just create an alter ego. You create that alter ego. That is your confidence alter ego. When you're stepping in situations where you're fearful and, um, you know, you don't know what's going to happen and you're walking into the unknown, you step out and you 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 put on your alter ego and you put on that confidence. Because when you go out in the world, you do have to come out confident or you, you will get ate alive, like for real. If anybody sniffs that you're not sure of yourself and you are not discerning, the, you know, the people or the situation around you, they will literally not literally, but they will figuratively eat you alive. You know what I'm saying? So um, when you're at home, you can let your guards down. But when you're out in the world, you're not always in a situation where you can let your guards down. So I love I love what she said. I love that quote. And I think I'm going to put that quote on my Instagram. <laughs> uh, but before we get into the video with Taraji, I do need to um, play my sponsor right quick. So let's get into So Bomb Tresses. Okay. Nope, that's not it. Shop at So Bomb Tresses to fulfill your hair beauty needs as we've been 100% human hair and custom made wigs. We also provide all textures and lengths to bring out the bomb in you. To keep up with our latest products, sign up on our newsletter at SoBombTresses.com and follow us on IG at SoBombTresses or BrieSoBomb. Okay, okay, okay. So this is the the wrap up of our two cents. Um, I just wanted to play a little bit of what Mary J. Blige um, said. So um, on the Taraji show about what she was going through and how she battles a bad day. So here we go. So that was my answer right there. That okay, I have to speak. I don't think we're giving these platforms as artists to just sit on it and be selfish. And I wonder what a bad day looks like for you. A bad day is when I just when I can't control the thinking thinking. The negative thought life creates a bad day because if you don't get a hold to what you're thinking, everything you do is going to be what you're thinking. So if every single day, every second of the day, we're fighting a thought. But I'm going to try my hardest to not lie to myself about anything because when we lie to ourselves, that's a form of insanity. You, you just can't do it. You know, you got to teach that other side that you can't win. Yeah. And I love that. 
You yeah. know, Mary, yeah. we both family people. We always around yeah. our family yeah. time of the year. And I feel that darkness trying to creep in. Yeah. I feel it. And so mm -hmm. in those moments where you feel that depression coming in, what are some tools that you do to avoid it? I think the number one tool is just appreciate them being alive. Your grandparents, yeah. grandma, appreciate what you have mm -hmm. and be the restaurant God can give you what you need. Yeah. You know, the peace of mind is what you need. Acceptance of you can't see your grandma, you can't reach out and touch people, you can't really travel the way you want to. And suffering in the dark. In the dark. In silence. I think we yeah. are obviously yeah. sick yeah. and tired yeah. of suffering. Why and, I remember when and I'm with her with that. You know, um, there are a lot of people that are like struggling and suffering with things alone because they feel misunderstood or they feel like they're a bother, which I believe we talked about earlier this week, you know, and you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, but there are some people that just don't know how to climb out of it. There are just some people that don't need to, that can't climb out of it. That's why it's important to have a support system. It is somebody that don't understand you, take out the time, ask questions and really hear you and be empathetic. You know, because we're all on different levels. We all understand on different levels. We all have different personality types. So you have to find that group, you know, that you feel comfortable with. Um, let's keep going. Play. And I went before Congress and I actually said it. Mm -hmm. I suffer from anxiety and depression and just the weight. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and so the yeah. acceptance is the big piece. The acceptance, even if the holiday yeah. season, I got to accept that I can't see my family. Yeah. And once you accept it, then you're able to kind of yeah. breathe through it because that's all you can do. Yeah. And that's true. That's true. Once you say, hey, look, I got a problem. First of all, that is the first step. Like, okay, I'm struggling with this sad thing. And it feels good to say it out loud because now it's out your head. You know what I'm saying? It's out your head. And now you can you can deal with it head on, you know, and and it, I think acceptance is always the first thing, because how can you work on something if you're not acknowledging or if you're not self-aware of what the heck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Um, let's go a little bit further. Yes. When we was growing up, they talk about sex, they didn't talk about mammograms, uh -uh. they didn't talk about anything. We had to find this out on our own, this troubleshooting through life. Look, we yeah. know troubleshooting through life. And I... <laughs> I can so resonate with that. Like, you know, things that you, we're not taught to take care of self at all. And I don't know if that is a woman man thing, but I can just say, you know, as a woman, we are taught to take care of everybody else. We're taught to look out for everybody else. And then we get older and we're like, oh, what about this person right here? As you're looking in the mirror, you know what I'm saying? So we're troubleshooting, like right now we're troubleshooting and we're trying to figure things out, you know, no matter what you're going through. There are some things when you're walking in the unknown, you're troubleshooting. You're trying to figure that out. That's where the grace and the mercy comes in. That's where the connecting with people that um, are like-minded comes in. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really important. Um, let's go a little further. We are all about self-care, but we want to know what one new self-love care thing you will do to your life. Just continue to stop thinking, thinking like, you know, no more stinking thinking. It's continuing right. oh, I love that. Believe the best of myself, the very best of myself. I love that. No more. And I love that too, because we're not perfect, but we're not all bad either. You know what I'm saying? I just want to stop there, but yeah, we're we're not perfect, you know, and we may have not yet attained where we we want to be, 
but we for damn sure ain't what we used to be. And that is something to marvel in. That is something to marvel in. Even if you come to the point of um, accountability and self-awareness that you need to change a thing, celebrate that. Celebrate that. Because that's the step. You could you could continue to ignore it. You could continue to do nothing with it. And the fact that you want to change and the fact that you want to evolve and you want to grow, there's a blessing in that. There's a blessing in that. So own that. You know, um, don't beat yourself up so much. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, we have 6,000 thoughts a day. 6,000 thoughts a day. And the majority of the thoughts are just free. Freely going through our brain, freely going through our mind. But we don't have to give it an apartment. We don't have to give it appliances. We don't have to invite it in at all. You know, you could just come in and come right back out. You know what I'm saying? And and being being self-aware of that and what we're thinking, you know, you can combat it like, no, I'm not going to think like that. No, I can do that. No, I can rock that. You know, it's all, it, it is a battlefield in the mind. It really is. That's why it's important to, you know, get a therapist. You know, I have a therapist. I have a um, mentor and I have a coach. You know what I'm saying? And all of them, I love that they're, I love their patience with me. I really do like um, all three of them. Um, I think I've been with my high performance port uh, coach for, um, I think I met him last year. Um, I recently got a mentor and I've had, I, I started therapy in COVID because I realized that there were things that I need to get through. There were some things that I need to figure out about myself and um, it has helped me with boundaries and it's helped me to understand myself more and helped me to be more, um, open about how I'm feeling. You know, um, I think last year I learned that it, it is some repercussions about expressing how you feel. And I had to learn that there there is a um, there's a way to communicate for people to understand you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm still learning that. But the fact that I know that I have a voice and I want you to know that you have a voice. You know what I'm saying? Um, and use that voice. Use that voice. If you're not okay, you're not okay. If you have questions, you have questions, and that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But the, the it's the self-defeating talk that she's talking about. You know, um, how you what you say to yourself and and the thoughts that you entertain can affect your whole day. It can either motivate you or stagnate you. So you get that choice to decide. So um, that is it for the two cents. <laughs> it's it's lights it's very motivating and light subjects today but i came across those two stories and i was just like oh my god we need to talk about um especially with mary j blige like i was just so inspired when i was reading and um watching the video um so check that out um it's on taraji's um facebook page the name of her the name of the episode is peace of mind with uh Taraji, where she interviews, um, obviously, Mary J. Blige. So if you are on YouTube, please subscribe, 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 like, hit the notification button. You know what? I think I need to do like those weird leather, leather, red leather, blue leather. I don't know what's going on with me today with my speech. Um, or follow me on Instagram at be underscore your own kind and Twitter be your own kind 20. Um, you can always join our email our email newsletter at beyouronkind.com. I also have a BYOK community that you're welcome to. So come along, come and join. Um, and um, yeah, that's it. So until tomorrow, don't forget to be um, kind to yourself.
kind to your thoughts, eliminating thoughts that don't matter. Because in the end of the day, you do matter. You are important. It is okay if you are struggling with something. It is okay. Everyone is struggling with something. So don't allow somebody to make you feel like they have it all together because no one does. We're all trying to figure this out. Just like what Mary said, we are all troubleshooting. We are all troubleshooting. So find your tribe. Find your tribe and stay there, you know, and appreciate your tribe. So, um, yeah, I want to leave it at that. So I will see you guys tomorrow in the manana. Bye.